This is the Behind the Micah podcast, where we discuss Jesus, community, and everyday life. I'm your host, Micah Stephen, and our goal is always to take people from where they are to where they need to be. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to Behind the Micah podcast, and this is uh, episode eight and of season two. And uh, I'm excited today because uh, we have a, a special guest with us today, a friend of mine from Grundy, Virginia, Brandon Bentley. He is the associate minister at Grundy Church of Christ. Brandon, so good to have you on the show, man. Yeah, Mike, thanks for having me here uh, with you. Great opportunity. I always love getting behind the mic. The Micah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I so, like it. Yeah. It, it's it's a privilege and honor to be here with you. I always check out your podcast. And- yeah, man. Well, you you were doing it before me, man. You were doing this podcasting thing, and I still I still uh listen to yours as well. Um, you know, I'm trying to think back when we we first met, I believe it was a few years ago, um, at Hillsboro. I think we uh-huh. met at Hillsboro Family Camp in Hillsboro, Ohio. And, uh, man, we've just kind of connected ever since. And, uh, and, and then of course, like everybody else that comes on the show, man, there's like this mutual, everybody knows everybody kind of a mutual connection thing in ministry. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's what I love about Hillsborough and any and all camp meetings, yeah. really the fellowship for and, sure. That's the driving point for me. Oh, absolutely. And, and uh, yeah, so it's been a, been good to get to know you and, and when we talk throughout each week and things it's just mm. good to have that relationship yeah um, for sure yeah we preachers we preachers need preachers yeah that's 100 percent. i'm gonna write that one down that's yeah okay. yeah every preacher needs a preacher <laughs> um <laughs> so so tell me you're in grundy virginia which we'll get into that here in just a minute uh-huh. um but but Tell me, where, where are you originally from? Tell, tell me where you're from, um, kind of a place you call home. Yeah, well, um, trying to make a long story short, um, I, I say that I'm from Pike County, Pikeville, Kentucky, which I am, um, but I grew up in Floyd County, Kentucky, which is the border county of Pike County, and grew up the, in the hollers of East mm. Kentucky, if yeah. you will, in the valleys, and uh yeah, so uh, East Kentucky, born and bred. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and now here in Grundy. I was actually in Cincinnati before I came to Grundy. Yeah. 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 I, I miss. I miss Cincy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's. There's definitely. Um, both of them are great places that you're excri- described. Cincinnati and East Kentucky. Yeah. But they're definitely different, right? I mean. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I joked because Aaron Davis was on the show and I still joke with him even when he's not. Um, but I always say once you get past Pikeville, like I would we used to go every year to Mount Mission School. We'd take a we'd take a trip of people mm-hmm. uh, and we'd go and we'd work at the school. I mean, it was like every year. Um, I kind of miss it, to be honest. But in between Pike, like whenever we got through Pike was like, hey, guys, if you need to go to the bathroom, if there's something you need before we get to Grundy do it now right mm-hmm. because once you get on the other side of pike it's like you know that's not a place you want to break down you know Just what i mean Twilight zone <laughs> <laughs> you know Time changes everything changes <laughs> until you until you get to grundy man ain't nothing ain't nothing yeah. between there so i'd be i feel like that would be a horrible place to break down in the middle of the night 
Uh, knowing my luck, that's what it would be. Um, yeah. So, so, so you're from uh, Pikeville, Kentucky, or Pike County, or Floyd County is where you you said you were born in Floyd County. Yeah, born. Yeah, yeah. Mounts Floyd Pike. Okay. Okay. Well, so um, tell me about kind of how you because you said you you went up to Cincinnati and uh, for a little. T- tell me kind of how you got into. The, I mean, did you always want to be a preacher or was this you know did you always want to be in ministry or how, how did that come about? Well, kind of an interesting story. I, I didn't grow up in the church. Uh, you know, my grandfather, he was a Pentecostal preacher. And, uh, of course, you know, goes visit him sometimes, but um, didn't know anything about the faith growing up, who Jesus was. Only thing I knew, Jesus's birthday was on December 25th. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, now I I was oblivious to the religious world. I I didn't know nothing. Mm. Um, Became an atheist throughout high school and and part of college. I mean, just a bad bad guy I was, but kind of went into the Baptist church uh, throughout college and kind of like, I need to find something more than what, whatever my life is. And, you know, I thought, going to Baptist church and I didn't know any better, of course. And, mm. um, this idea of preaching that appealed to me, um, I grew up playing sports and I loved football and I loved that adrenaline rush and, and just that excitement and that idea of preaching and, and presenting a, something powerful and life-changing. Um, and I found out, uh, before I came to any truth of the gospel that, that adrenaline, that, that rush of, of showing people the power of the message that really appealed to me. So I was, uh, studying to be a, a preacher, uh, in the Baptist church and, uh, then met my lovely wife wow. uh, at college. And, uh, she, she grew up in the church of Christ and, uh, and she started preaching to me. I said, this, this woman's crazy. <laughs> Church of Christ people, only one's going to heaven. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so uh, went to. She invited me to a to a Sunday evening service in the Church of Christ, and I ain't gonna lie. I, I told I told her and the people. I said I've been to funerals who've had more life than than. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, okay. I was just I was just hard. I was just hateful and mean. That was just yeah. who I was at that time. And but um, kind of you know, she kept at me, and I said, you know if she's telling me these things and, and I've had conversations, I'm going to have to find out whether or not this is the real deal or not, whether what she's telling me about yeah. the scriptures and uh, my wife has played the biggest role in my spiritual life. That's and if awesome. it wasn't for her, I would not be where I'm at today. And uh, so I studied and before I ever became a preacher, um, I had to become a Christian. That's right. Yeah. And I had to understand the truth. And so I studied my way out of false ideology and, and, and misled theology yeah. and uh, studied my way and read my way out of it and was immersed in the Christ in 2012 and awesome. Uh, preached my first uh, message uh, probably six months later. I, you know, that's something that I, you know, that always appealed to me, not just because of the adrenaline rush. I just, um, the message played such a powerful role in changing the person that I was. And I wanted to share that message 
with anybody I could. And so okay, awesome. that's a, that's a long story in a short oh, way. It's good. I, you know, it's, yeah. it's amazing to see that, you know, if, if the Bible says anything, man, it talks, you know, using, using examples of guys who were something completely different to what they are now, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, what they became, um, that's that's the story of the bible right i mean you you, you yeah. take guys i mean you take one of the greatest preachers of all time and paul you know and paul was somebody completely different until you know acts chapter 9 so um it's interesting to hear uh everybody's stories you know i try to everybody that comes on the show i try to give them uh, an opportunity just to kind of share like how did you get to where you are today because for a lot of us, we're, we're at the same place, you know, now, but how we got here was way different. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I think that's awesome. And thank, and thank God for godly wives, right? Amen. Praise who, the Lord for it. Who, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I can honestly say mine has kept me in line. <laughs> she she might, she might not have uh, been a person that brought me to Jesus, but she definitely kept me you know, yeah. to staying in Jesus. That's for uh, sure. So yeah. And so, so tell me how you got to Cincinnati. Was that part of your ministry or? Well, no, I was, um, yeah, I, uh, graduated at University of Pikeville and okay. through my college years, I was working with Barnes and Noble. Okay. And so I kind of worked myself up the ladder, if you will, the business ladder and became a manager of uh, Barnes and Noble. So, uh, graduated college, had an opportunity straight out of college to relocate and gave me some options. And I thought, well, Cincinnati area sounds pretty neat. Um, because I, uh, I'm a guy that likes to always be on the move and try things different Sure, and, and really challenge myself and being from the mountains of East Kentucky, Cincinnati would, would be a challenge for me. And, yeah. uh, not just the traffic. Traffic is terrible that way. <laughs> yeah. Was the atmosphere. So moved to, uh, yeah, Covington, Kentucky, out yeah. just, which is Cincinnati, Kentucky. Is yes, what I exactly. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, and uh, started managing a store at Barnes and Nobles in the area and uh, found a congregation where I could assemble the Glencoe Church of Christ. Yeah. And really built a good relationship there. And yeah. Yeah. Previously, before I moved, I was uh, I was at a congregation, a small, very small congregation, preaching every Sunday. But um, you know, just some doors opened up at Cincinnati, and and then uh, my wife and I got married, and she had a hard time adjusting. You know, when she <laughs> moved with me in Cincinnati, yeah, uh, yeah. she she's close to the family. But yeah, that's how I got up in that area. Was Mobile yeah. and. Uh, and I love my job. Oh man, I miss it a lot sometimes. I do. Uh, you a book reader? I am. I love books. I yeah. love reading all types of books and studying. Okay. Yeah. And uh what, so, were you were you at Newport? Were you at the Newport one? The one uh, no, I was actually with uh Southeast South what's that? It's the community college. So okay. we work with colleges. Oh, okay, I got you, got you we had contract. And so, yeah, I was working with two colleges and okay. uh, yeah, but that's uh, cool. yeah, that's kind of how I got up in that area. Did you get, you, you get you some skyline while you were up there. Oh yeah. Skyline. Yeah. I miss the Coney dogs. Me too, man. I look, man. I, I don't, where I live when I moved over to Odin, um, skyline was no longer a thing over here. Like it was, ne- it's never been a thing Well, I'm in, I'm in like, um, 
St. Louis Cardinal country, man. So mm. they don't know they don't know about Skyline except like I think you can buy it in a can maybe, which is yeah. not the same. No, uh, looks and and you can't go by looks because they're like, man, it looks like dog food. And I started looking <laughs> at it, I'm like, it kind of does look like dog food, but it tastes amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But but I was home last weekend, actually, and I was like, man, uh, in my hometown, uh, there's not a skyline. There's a gold star. I realize gold star is not skyline for all the Cincinnati people listening right now. They're losing their mind that yeah, I went to blasphemy. <laughs> but but gold star chili is a is a close second. And uh, I did get me some gold star last weekend. So oh, nice. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah. Our Reds, our Reds don't look like they're going to make the playoffs either, man. I know. I, I was really looking forward to seeing that. But uh, it seems like Cincinnati always has this thing about choking when it comes to the playoffs. They do. I've been a, I've been a Cincinnati everything fan uh, other than college sports. Uh, I'm an IU guy. I went to IU, all that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm Cincinnati everything. And, man, um, I think our, our favorites – favorite thing to say like in september for baseball season is you know there's always next year <laughs> yeah and and you know right now the Bengals are doing really well uh but i you know the same is true there you know we get to december we'll probably be saying the same thing so yeah well I, i've never been a bungles fan i'm more of a cleveland when it comes to the nfl i'm, mm. I'm brownie all the way <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, so a little bit. You so you understand my pain when it comes. To oh, that. definitely. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, uh, we have been uh, the last um, couple episodes. Uh, we've been talking about different things that we do with our mouth, and um, we've we've talked about things like uh, complaining um, and uh, kind of how that how that uh, is so. Um, relevant in our world today with people complaining over different things uh, last uh last week we talked about gossiping mm-hmm. um and how gossip is um is a serious problem that we don't really take it seriously so much um today i want to talk about uh, another thing that we do with our mouth that the bible's pretty clear on um and that and that's the topic of of lying and and i'm sure that uh brand i'm sure you've been a part of it as mm-hmm. well as experienced it um, in your life. And I saw a stat that, uh, was mind boggling to me, um, that, uh, the university of Massachusetts, they said that, uh, on average, a person lies four times a day. Mm-hmm. And they said 60% of the people can't have a 10 minute conversation without lying. Interesting. Why do you think that is? Well, you know, we, you know, you're you're on this theme of the mouth, and and I think it really stems back. It's an internal issue. It begins with the heart. Um, what's inside is going to reveal, and it's going to come out on the outside. And I think it always goes back to the heart. And uh, and you know, a lot of times, I mean, we look at the world. We live in a world that thrives on lies. They love it. Yeah. And, you know, we know Satan is the liar and he's the father of lies, but that's right. I I think a lot of it stems back, really, any of these issues dealing with the mouth, uh, the external results comes with an internal thing. It's the heart. Yeah. And uh, and you see the evidence of it in the world and sadly, even in the church. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of times we try to we try to when when people tell lies, there's there's all different. You know, they 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 you know uh, try to impress. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you people are you know saying using lies all the time to impress people. Hey, you know, um, I have such and such when when that's not even close to true. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think sometimes people lie to maybe avoid conflict. Yeah, you know, like. I don't want to deal with this situation. So I'm just going to kind of lie my way out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a big one. And you can see this one, even throughout the Bible um, is uh, like getting away with something, mm-hmm. you know, like, like David, when, when, when he did, he kind of just lied his way out of it to try to try to escape that. I think, I think we've all been there. Mm-hmm. Um, some people lie to, I don't know, uh, maybe to shift the blame um, or, uh, here's another one that we don't really think of as lying, but we, we kind of brush it off as, but, but sometimes we lie to be nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, uh-huh. I, <laughs> you, you I, know what I found out in the church, Micah, what's that? We got a lot of fishermen in the church and it's more than fishermen. Men, so we will take, take something and stretch it wide open. Ah, uh, yeah. 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 It's uh like church know. numbers. <laughs> you know? yeah. Oh, the, the, the fish was this big, but the next week it yeah. was a little bit bigger. Yeah. We, we like that. We, yeah. I, I, have, I have an elder here um, uh, who he always joked with me about a preacher's count. And he always said, uh, and it was really funny. He said, when you're doing a count, you have to add at least 10 people in the bathroom. <laughs> and you have to add there was at least probably 10 ladies there that were pregnant so you have to double that as well yeah uh, so there's there's another there's another 20 people uh yeah. that you have it's funny we always laughed about that but yeah you're exactly right yeah. um i found this verse in in uh proverbs chapter 12 verse 22 and here's what it says it says the lord detests lying lips but he delights in those who tell the truth mm-hmm. detests lying lips Detest doesn't sound like a very um, nice word. Mm-hmm. Right. What, what do you think about that? Well, yeah. And even if you look in, uh, you know, the New King James, it uses a word that's even, I think, even stronger. Lying lips are an abomination. Ooh. And that's, and that's, a, that's a cut right to the heart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this whole idea of lying. And I mean, if, even if you go back just earlier in verse 19 and 20, uh, the truthful lip will be a stat, shall be established forever, but a lying tongue for a moment, the seed is in the heart of those who devise evil. And so, you know, right, it goes right back to a heart issue and an internal issue. Yeah. And uh, we got a lot of heart issues in the world. And sadly, we got some issues with the heart in the church as well. But the thing about our God, as you know, is he, he's in the business of changing hearts. And oh, for sure. Yeah, we got to get, get people back in that mindset. Well, I uh, think I think that sometimes people, they 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 when they do these things and they tell these lies and, and for whatever reason. And sometimes sometimes it's I, I make it sound like it's just clear cut, which maybe it is, you know, black and white. Hey, don't don't lie because it's wrong. I, I agree with that. I just, I also know that, you know, in that moment, sometimes it's like, sometimes our intentions aren't even a bad thing. You know, our intentions are, you know, we, we just don't want to hurt anybody or we don't want to. And, and I don't think necessarily we think about it. Cause I think a lot of times our, our lying, even when we don't want to hurt somebody sometimes comes back to hurt somebody, you know, mm-hmm. but, yeah. but 
the fact that the fact that you know detest and abomination i think it's pretty clear that you know maybe we ask the self, ourselves this question like okay yeah we might we might uh impress somebody with one of our lies but is it worth it to the fact mm-hmm. that we know that god hates it yeah like I think maybe the question we need to ask ourselves is what's more important, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I go back to Jeremiah, um, in, in 17 verse nine, he says, the heart is deceitful above all things. Yeah. And uh, we have sometimes, uh, you know, not just the world, we know how the world is, but we as Christians, we need to be careful because we can deceive ourselves and to taking something small and trying, like you said, and, and just not uh, not being tr- very truthful about an issue, but trying to make it settle, you know. Yeah. And, and we can deceive ourselves sometimes in, 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 in even in a white lie, as we call it, something small. For sure. And, uh, it, it always, you know, like I said, it always stems back to the heart. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what, what comes out of our mouth is, is certainly as the Bible says, comes directly from, from your heart. And so when you ask that yourself, that question, you know, like where, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus say, I know, right. The heart and yeah. your heart, your heart's where that came from. Yeah. Um, and, and we do, sometimes we do a really good job of putting a filter there. Mm-hmm. And, um, but every once in a while, man, um, whatever's in our heart will pierce through that filter. And it will come out of our mouth and we'll say, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. And Jesus, mm-hmm. Jesus, is like, I know, I know exactly where it came from. You know, when I was a kid, I, um, I I'll never forget the first time that I, uh, got caught smoking cigarettes. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it was, it was one of those things where I, I think I was maybe like 12, um, and some buddies down the road, some boys I used to roll with that, that were neighbor boys. In fact, our parents still live um, right down the road from each other. Um, he had a bag. His dad had a tobacco barn. And his dad, we would always take the, uh, the dried tobacco leaves out of it. Mm-hmm. And we'd roll them up in a little piece of paper. And then we'd put a cotton ball in for a filter and we'd smoke those <laughs> things. We thought we were the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And, uh, I, I had my, um, we would always have each other over and we kind of had just an open door policy, which was a terrible idea, but we just kind of walked in, you know, to each other's house and, uh, you know, and cause usually our parents weren't there. And, uh, I remember one day, man, I was in the backyard at my house and I was smoking one of these uh, homemade cigarettes mm-hmm. and my, uh, I looked in the back window and in the back window of my parents' house, you, you can see the kitchen and uh, my friend, Steven, man, I thought he was, uh, I thought he was in the house going through cause they would go through. I mean, it was so open. Like they would just go to the, each other's cabinets. We would just go to each other's cabinets and get food out of it. Or, you know, it's right after school. We're all hungry, whatever. I thought he was in the cat. I thought it was Steven. And so I look in that window, man. And I kind of raise my homemade cigarette. Like, Hey man, I'm cool. Look mm-hmm. what I got out here. <laughs> You're going through the cabinets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really quickly, I don't know what happened, but I was able to see through that window really, really easily after that, after I did that. And it was, I, I realized quickly it was not Steven. It was my dad. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, um, you know, um, you know, and, and, and hold on the, the part of this story that I want to say really quickly is, 
this is I, I'm not saying it's it's a horrible, wretched, awful thing to sin or to smoke. I, I you know, I, I'll say this. Uh, my grandfather used to say he'd say uh, smoking doesn't send you to hell. It just makes you smell like you've been there. Uh, uh but <laughs> but the lying part is coming in here. And so my dad walks out on the back porch. Right. And he um <laughs> He sees me in the backyard and instantly I got that thing behind my back. Right. Mm-hmm. He says, what are you doing? And I said, uh, nothing, just kind of hanging out back here. You know, he said, well, what you got in your hand? That thing's lit, man. I got smoke rolling up <laughs> behind me, you know, and, and I'd say nothing. He said, well, show me. And I show him his, my hand. I, you know, put the cigarette in the other hand. I show him the hand. He goes, no, show me the other hand. So, you know, here I would put the other hand behind my back and show him the other one, you know, mm-hmm. he said, okay, now show me both hands. And I dropped it and I remember scooting my foot over it and just trying to like, for whatever reason, I'm trying to drag it in the ground. So it just goes <laughs> in the ground, right? I, I reek of cigarette smoke mm. uh, anyway, but I tried to lie my way out of it. And, mm. and it's amazing to me, you know, my dad didn't, I think my dad had a little bit of grace because I knew my dad probably did a lot of that stuff too when he was my age, but I, I learned really quickly. I'll never forget. He said, um, I'm going to make you tell your mom. And that was probably the hardest part for me because mm-hmm. I don't want to tell mom I was smoking. You know, uh, I tried to lie my way out of it, man. I tried yeah. to. Uh, and, and you know what? It, it got me nowhere, but but probably more in trouble. I think I don't know. I think I probably got whipped for, for lying. Um, yeah. And, you know, I always say this. My dad got the three one time. It changed my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, uh, I did that because I wanted to avoid. I wanted to avoid conflict. You know, I wanted to avoid some of the, the you know, or, or get away with something that I normally wouldn't have got away with. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I found out how to be a really good liar. I was good at it as I learned from my mistakes, but man, when you start building lie upon lie upon lie and you, you get so far from the truth, uh, what, what is true that your life becomes a lie. And, and we see that, you know, and that's a good illustration. I was watching ESPN. It's been a couple of months ago watching Stephen A. Smith, you know, all those guys talk, you know how they yeah. are. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> the, the topic was about uh, steroids and professional athletes. Yeah. And, and they were saying, you know, all professional athletes, at least the good ones, they use some type of, of steroid or, or performance enhance, enhancement drug. And, uh, you know, they were debating, you know, it, we know that it's there and, and uh, but, uh, trying to find ways to hide it or justify it, you know, and really building this whole idea of how to be an athlete on a lie. Yeah. And, and man, that, that doesn't only affect the individuals, but that affects uh, young people our, our our children, our youth in the churches. Oh, for sure. And, uh, and it really, you know, this whole idea of a lie, you know, a lot of times we focused on, on, you know, it does come out of the mouth, but I mean, we need to ask ourselves as Christians and even look at, examine ourselves as a church. Are we living a lie in the Christian life? Oh, for sure. For and, sure. And, and uh, you know, I think there in Colossians chapter three, nine and 10, uh, Paul says, do not lie to one another, seeing that you've put off the old self with its practices and you've put on the new self, which is being renewed and yeah. knowledge after the image of the creator. I mean, that, I, I love that Great. because um, Paul reminding the Christian 
that you're no longer that old person. And, and, and isn't that what the resurrection represents? Yeah. I mean, we no longer have to be that anymore. Um, and you know, you think about what Jesus did for us. Jesus didn't die for the Christian, for those who accept Jesus, that we stay that same person as we used to be, you know, live that same lie, tell that same lie. And, uh, man, that's just what I love about the power of the gospel. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, I love that you brought that up from, from Colossians. I, 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 you know, he, Paul, it seems to be kind of a, um, kind of a synonymous thing that he talks about, um, cause he talks about it in Ephesians four as well, you know, and I think, uh, for, for those of you who are listening, uh, keep in mind, like, as, as I've always said, man, context matters so much when you're yeah. reading the Bible and you look at, you look at, you know, Ephesians, um, this was two people who were already Christian people. Um, they've, uh, obeyed the gospel. They've, uh, put on Christ, they have become a new creation, whatever. And in chapter four of, of Ephesians, uh, starting with verse 20, it says, but, but that's not the way that you learn Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. Verse 23 says, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. And here's where it is. Verse 25, therefore, having put away falsehood, and that's the key word, mm-hmm. having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. I love that, you know, mm-hmm. put away the falsehood and speak truth. Yeah. Neighbor. Um. You know, there's an old uh, preacher who used to who used the line always. You say, you know, you're you're never more like the devil than when you lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, and that kind of goes to what you were you actually alluded to this earlier, and you quoted it from John chapter eight, where mm-hmm. talked about how the devil is the he's a liar and the father of lies. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was an incredible quote because you know you think about that you, you're never more like the devil than when you tell lies. Oh, goodness. Yeah. And, you know, we look out in the world. I mean, Satan, you know, we know he's a deceiver and the world thrives off of lies. Mainstream media, you just look at mainstream media and, and, and people build off of that. They eat that up and, and it even influences the church today in, in Christian lives. And and it even creeps in. Yeah. But, and, uh, and it affects our lives and how we conduct our business and, and conduct everything. Um, For sure. And uh, it's just, I don't know, it, it's, it's difficult. And, you know, I, I always try to go back, look at something physical. And I, that's what Jesus always did. He took a physical concept and made yes. a spiritual lesson. And that's yep. what I loved about Jesus. For sure. Um, but, you know, I think about this. How does a lie affect the Christian today? And, and, you know, maybe we've said this or even heard it, but a Christian will say, I'm not where I need to be, but I'm not what I used to be. Yeah. And, and that sounds good. And, and but really, that's a that's a big line. A, lo- a lot of lives, the, the people that quote that, because as a Christian, what are we to do to move forward, not to move backward? Yeah. And we, we either got to grow or we're going to die. Yeah. And, and a lot of people say, well, I'm not where I used to be, but I'm not who I used to be either. Yeah. Know? And they, well, they use it as an excuse. I mean, like yeah. as, as a way to kind of 
just sit idle, you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm not the person that I used to be, but I'm, I'm comfortable where I'm at right now. Yeah. And they've built, they've created this lie in themselves and created this, their own ideology that, well, you know, I obeyed the gospel and at least I'm showing up and sitting in the pew. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the least that I can do. At least I'm here, God, at least I showed up, but they don't expect more out of their lives. And, uh, I, th- I think sadly that's what is affecting the church today. This lie that, um, I'm not who I used to be, but at least I'm here, God, and you, you can expect, expect that out of me. Yeah. You think about what Jesus has done for all of us. He's bought us. He's redeemed us. But sadly, a lot of people haven't been set free. Yeah. They've been bought and they've been redeemed. And so they're always looking back. And, and I think a lot of times, man, that, that hurts uh, growth. That hurts trying to make a difference in the church, always looking back. You know, you, you know uh, yeah. And there's always a, uh, I think there's always, a, I mean, the Bible in its own way kind of has some imagery of, you know, bad things happen when you look back. Yeah. Um, Amen. In, in some instances, you know, um, but, you know, um, I, I think the devil being the father of lies, man, he he does a and he has been you know i i'm actually it's really crazy i've been doing this um study on um i did it in college um but but here i am again doing it just because i i like it and want to hear it again uh there's no it's not for college credit or anything like that i'm just studying but you you know the eternal struggle by kindle uh by george fall yeah, um, I'm doing it again. And it's amazing to me as we go through this, looking at just all the lies um, that were told, you know, mm. for starting starting in uh, all the way back with, you know, with Adam and Eve and, and, and all the way through Abraham's family. And it's just, you know, and it's like, well, you know, what do you expect? I mean, you know, grandpa lied. And so because grandpa lied, then dad saw that and, and dad lied. And because dad lied, you know, you get all the way to, you get to Jacob and, you know, Jacob, he, he kind of lies and tricks his dad mm-hmm. with the story with Jacob and Esau. And, and then it's crazy because the, the trickster Jacob, he gets tricked himself by, by Laban when, you know, he gives him Leah instead of Rachel. And, you know, you just see this big story of just deceit and lying. And you know what? I mean, I, I got to think this is what the devil, he, he loves these things, right? He, oh, yeah. he loves to get you to exaggerate a story to maybe impress somebody. He loves to get you to cheat on a test. He loves to get you to lie about where you were. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loves to get you to make something up about someone. And you know what I found? The devil he, he doesn't just like, he doesn't come at us and want us to know, like, like he doesn't want us just to come out and, and say, Hey, I'm, I'm a Satan worshiper. You know, he doesn't go extreme. The devil thrives on half truths, Mm -hmm. definitely partial truth. Like Mm -hmm. some of that's true, but not all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And and we definitely see that in the garden with Eve. Um, But, you know, I think of an instance in the wilderness and, and, you know, another example, looking back, um, when, when Moses sends out the 12 spies and they come back, I yeah. mean, really the Israelites were living a lie. They were never convinced from the get go. For that, sure. And, and, you know, we see Joshua and Caleb to come back and give the good report. And then the other 10 spies, I mean, they really told a big lie. I mean, there was trick. Here's the thing about a lie, a good lie. There's going to be some truth in it. 
and, and you know they brought back the report all the big and, and bad and this but the thing about living a lie and never focus on truth is we'll never go back to what god promised promised us i mean yes. he promised those people that they were going to be victorious that they could be in the promised land and uh but their mindset is, well, we need to choose a new leader and we need to go back to Egypt. Yeah. Um, but, and if I can encourage the listeners, those who are listening in, yeah. Um, Josh and Caleb, when they came back, they told truth, but they also remembered what God told them as well, that they could conquer. And here's the thing, um, no matter the situation, if we remain true to, to whatever the situation is, they're going to be people that's going to come against us. Sure. Gonna, and, and but we have to realize what God's promised us, and uh, He's brought us out of bondage. Mm. Uh, and 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 here's the result of looking back: is you'll never move forward, you'll never live the truth that God has given you, and uh, and that's what we need to realize. Yeah, as Christians, um, that we wouldn't be who we are today if it wasn't for Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that's that's how we're defined. You know. I, 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 I love the fact that, um, that you, you talked about that a little bit, you know, I, I, I know, I know obviously Satan's job is, is to get us to lie. Mm. I know that, um, I know he, he tries to get us to lie to ourselves a lot, oh, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, we, we kind of rational, rationalize different things. You know, we, you know, we, sometimes we're convinced that, you know, we're the victim. So we try to say, well, I'm, I'm really the victim here. So, mm-hmm. you know, or, or we justify like, Hey, this isn't really hurting anybody. I can quit at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't that what David did, you know, in the old Testament, remember like that with the whole, you know, obviously uh, David, the whole story with Bathsheba mm. and how David, you know, he essentially just said, I didn't do anything wrong. And, and, and I find it fascinating because after Uriah is dead, um, he brings her in and I got to think like people in town are going, man, what a great guy. You know, there's this widow she's left all by herself. Yeah. And David is such a great guy. He's taken her in after she's been through so much, not realizing that David was the reason her husband was dead in the first place. Yeah. And, and, and because of the things that David, but, but he, he tried to, he tried, he lied to himself, tried to justify what he did wrong. And it actually took a story from Nathan to come in and, and tell the story where David hears the story and David's like, Oh my gosh, that is jacked up. Mm-hmm. Like who would mm-hmm. do that? Yeah. And, and remember what Nathan says, he says, he says, hey, you're the God, David. Yeah, this is you. <laughs> and, and, and so I think a lot of times if the devil can get us to lie, not just to other people, mm-hmm. but also to ourselves. Amen. You're, you know, you're, you're and, the nail and, on the head. And, and people, people lie to, they, they lie to themselves all the time. They, they talk themselves out of different things because mm-hmm. they say, you know, you know, is this really that big of a deal? Is it really going to hurt anybody? It's not hurting anybody. You know, I can, I can stop at any time, whatever the case may be. And sometimes we need that Nathan to come in and say, Hey, look, bro, this is you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, that's you and yeah. you can't see it through your own lens, but maybe you can see it through a story of somebody else's. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, that accountability, we need that. Absolutely. Man. And, you know, that goes back, uh, you know, telling that, that event there with David and all that. And, you know, Jesus told his disciples in in the same, the same scripture, of course, applies with us where he said, you shall know the truth and the truth 
shall set you free. That's right. I mean, the problem is there's a lot of people that haven't been set free. Hmm. Uh, you know, they may may have decided to follow or uh, accepted Jesus, but you know, they haven't been set free. They've been living this lie, and and you know, we got to get our heads wrapped around um, what Jesus Christ can really free us from, um, and uh, we need we need game changers. Oh yeah, um, and it begins with the mindset. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I loved earlier, Brandon, that what you said, um, not just what we say and not just what we say about ourselves, but also what we live. And yeah. I love that you said that. Cause that, that is, I think the devil wants us to live a lie, Yeah, you know, and, and obviously that's not everybody, but there are a lot of people who, um, you know, maybe as the, the Christian guy at work, um, but, but really has the, the porn addiction at home. Yeah. Um, the, the, the guy who looks good on social media, uh, but maybe he uh, is, you know, fighting depression at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe the, the, the mother who has it all together, but, but really she's not. She's worn out and she's, she's stressed out. Um, I know marriages who, you know, they make everybody look like, hey, they have a perfect marriage. And yet, you know, they go home and sleep in separate beds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think. I think there's a, there's a verse in first um, John chapter two. Uh, I think it's verse four. It says, um, whoever says I know him, mm-hmm. but doesn't do what he commands is a liar. And the truth isn't in that person. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, um, I, I think there's a lot of people that are like that. Right. I mean, and that's biblical where he says, you know, you know, uh, not everybody who says, Lord, Lord will, enter the yeah. kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Because yeah. their life looked nothing like what their mouth said. Yeah. And, you know, I, I always, I, I always shared this. I even shared this with the congregation at Grundy in the sermon one time. And uh, I'll get to the main point here in just a second, but the biggest blessing in my life was not growing up in the church, not experiencing American Christianity. Um, because, you know, I hate to harp on the church a lot of times, but sometimes we just need to open our eyes. Yeah. I believe a lot of times in the church and, and I, I, our idea of the church, we have conditioned people to live a lie. Yes. And, and I'm not talking about doctrine or anything like that, right. but almost kind of, we don't see genuine, authentic Christianity. And yeah. like you said, you know, the mother who's struggling, uh, the husband and wife who has issues. I mean, just a little fun thing. I mean, I don't have children, but I, I you know, uh, families who have children before they get to church, they're yelling and screaming <laughs> yeah. and going on. And yeah. then when they walk in the building, it's like a oh, happy family and everything. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, but you know, I don't know. It's just, you know, that was the biggest blessing for me. And, and I, just having that different perspective and by no means do I have it down right. I just trying to figure it out. But, uh, um, I, I just, I think sometimes here in America in our Christian faith, we have conditioned people to live this type of lie and put on the forefront Wear your Sunday best yeah. on Sundays, but what happens Monday through Saturday? That's right. That's right. And, and, and you know, I don't know. We, we just need that mind, develop that mindset. And if we're going to do what we're going to do and, 
and, and, and say that we're game changers, then we're going to have to live up to that and, uh, and change our mentality, you know? You know, it's, it's, um, I think, I think maybe, maybe the root of everything is the reason why we lie. If we, if we were just to break it down and say the reason why we, we lie is because we truly don't trust God. Yeah. You know, exactly. uh, we, we think our lie works better than the truth. Um, you know, because we think, well, lies bring me security. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a lie will get me more. Um, you know, a, a lie will help you like me more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and so the result of that is, you know, you have a relationship based on lies. If hey, lies will bring me security, actually, it's, it's fear. Right. And, and so mm-hmm. you have this web of deceit or whatever, and then lie, lies will get me more. And so actually what happens is, is, you know, we'll have less of what really matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Satan's plan obviously is always to get us to mess up. He's always been that way oh, because yeah. he's, he's defeated. Right. And, and so mm-hmm. he's trying to take as many with him as possible. But yeah. the Bible says that Jesus, Je- Jesus said this in John 14, I'm the way and the truth. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. life and 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 as you said earlier the the truth will will set us free you know yeah. and and so 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 here's here's what we can say right lies bring bondage mm-hmm. and, and and truth brings freedom amen yeah and what what do you want right yeah yeah and 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 here's the thing anything less than truth will never bring satisfaction that's right and, and you know you go to the verse in john 14 6 I, when Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth and the life and, you yeah. know, hold trust in Jesus, we can substitute truth with Jesus and, and, and anything less than Jesus will never bring satisfaction. Yeah. I mean, if he's the truth, he's not just a truth. He's the truth. That's right. He, he defined truth and how we can live in truth and not only tell the truth, but actually live in the truth. And, yeah. and that's the game changer. And, and that's what we have to really get in our mindset, not just only telling, but living the truth. It's it's this it's this free it's this liberating feeling when you just can just be have this freedom just to say exactly whatever the truth is, right? We want to do that as preachers all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we do, and sometimes sometimes yeah. more than we should, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, but but the, the, the truth of the matter is this, um, it all comes down to bondage and freedom and, 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 and sinning, as you said earlier, it, it just leads to another lie, which leads to another lie. Yeah. And before you know it, you've built this entire house on lies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I found, um, this verse in, in James chapter five verse 16, I, I thought it was, it, it's so good. Um, for Christians, but it says, therefore, com- confess your sins to each other and, and pray for each other that you may be healed. And uh, I just wonder how often we spend time uh, praying for one another and, yeah. you know, and, and, and being real when saying, hey, look, you know, I don't have to I don't have to hide it. I just I want to let you know. So for one, you can hold me, you know, we can hold each other accountable. We took that accountability we talked about earlier, but also uh, to let each other know, like, hey, you know, um, I'm praying for you and I yeah. know that going through this and by all means, guys, I, I'm also not saying that, like, like you said a minute ago, I'm not saying that I have it all together. Cause I certainly mm-hmm. don't, mm-hmm. but just trying to work through it, man. And yeah. 
um, confessing to one, one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I'm glad you brought this up. It reminds me of a conversation I was having with a, a young man, 19 years old. And, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and he was, he's been, a, he's still a babe in Christ, of course, been a sure. Christian for 10 months and dating him and this young lady are dating and going to church together. And, and, uh, you know, he, he, ha, he has told himself so many lies um, that he, he's become so depressed and down and, and things like this. And, and I told this young man, first of all, it's okay. You have to be honest with yourself. I said, hmm. it's, okay to, it's okay to mess up with whatever's going on in your life, but be honest with yourself, first of all, because before you can be honest with God or be honest with your girlfriend, you need to first be honest with yourself. That's right. And, and learn to forgive yourself. I said, it's okay. Just fix it. And, and I think a lot of times we, we um, again, I think it's this whole mentality that we've created in the church that, you know, it's not just the guilt when we mess up, but we lie to ourselves that we got to hide it. We got to cover it up like it's not there. Why it's in, why those issues are still in the lives and hearts of many people. And, and, you know, people are coming to the assembly depressed and heart saddened and stuff, just like you mentioned earlier. I mean, we need to learn to be honest with ourselves. Yeah. And uh, that, that hurts people. And, and why it goes back to what you quoted in James five is, know confess tell find somebody you can trust and talk about those issues with people yeah. um and I, that goes a long way but having a partner like absolutely accountability partner if you don't it, it is we, we we are all real good at sweeping everything under the rug oh goodness yeah and what happens is if you keep sweeping under the rug too long it's going to boil up and explode mm-hmm. um and and so it may be uncomfortable to have that conversation but sometimes having those conversations are bring, bring healing as, as James says. And, um, that's so important. You know, I, I, I think, um, you know, all the time we, we, we get caught up, we have, we have all kinds of decisions to make in life. Life is about choices mm-hmm. and the choices we make today affect the, you know, the outcomes that we have tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so, Maybe that's you. Maybe, you know, you, you hear this and you maybe have thought about like, okay, maybe, maybe that's me. Maybe I'm living a lie. Maybe I'm not just, you know, talking about, or maybe I'm lying to myself to make myself uh, feel justified for what I'm doing or um, whatever the case may be. But, but at the end of the day, if you were being really honest with yourself and that's what David had to come to in his story, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he had to get to a point where he realized and I know it wasn't like, like, like Nathan couldn't have came to David and said, Hey, David, you have serious issues, bro. Like, mm-hmm. like, do you know what you've done? Like you don't approach the King like that for one thing, but mm-hmm. you know, he, he didn't do it that way. I, I love the way that Nathan did it. He goes, let, let me tell you this story. Right. And, and he does. And of course, like when we take ourselves out of it and it just is a story that we're hearing, well, then all logic kind of comes back. Right. And we go, Oh yeah, that's, that's messed up. Mm-hmm. But then we realize that that's exactly what we're doing in our own life. And we kind of see it for what it is. And, and so I would challenge everybody who's listening, like if, if that's you, like if, if any of this stuff has kind of resonated with you, like maybe, maybe you're that person who tells lies or, or, you know, tells yourself a lie, which is probably more common than all, or lives a lie. Mm-hmm. 
you, you know, you, like Brandon said earlier, you're, you're the Sunday Christian or, or the Easter and Christian or Christmas Christian, or you're the once a month or whatever. Um, it's, it's not a re- Christianity is not a religion. It's, it's, right. it's a relationship and it's a daily, you know, it's a daily grind Monday through Sunday through Saturday, you know? Right. And, and I think sometimes we, it's like we have this turnoff switch or something like as soon as I leave, then I can go back to whatever. And, and honestly, like, if that's you, then you're not living what Jesus has called you to live. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he wants either all of you or none of you. That's right. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, good stuff, man. You know, I, I, I think, I think that's the key and, and you hit it from John, John eight. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus said the truth will set you free. Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't want, who doesn't like free man? I know. Freedom's great. Yeah. Not just in America. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, uh, so, so, um, Grundy, Virginia, getting the national prayer clinic for those who are listening, anyone who's interested, what is the, uh, shoot me the dates, October, October, the 12th, 13th and 14th. Awesome. Yep. 50, uh, be the 50th national prayer clinic. Wow, man. You know what? I, I haven't been, I'm, I'm guilty of this. I haven't been, it's probably been eight, nine years maybe Mm -hmm. since I've been to the prayer clinic, but man, I I remember used to go and it was such a good, just kind of a disconnect, you know, Mm kind of, kind of a way to get disconnect and go up on the mountain, man. And just hear some good preaching and some singing and that kind of stuff. And I just, I really enjoyed it when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm sure I would enjoy it now as well, but guys check it out. I'm sure there's, is there a website you can check it out? Um, yeah, you can actually, we got, we have two different websites. You could go to the prayer clinic website. That's nationalprayerclinic.com. And then also we have the church of Christ youth camp website, and that is ccyconline.com dot com yeah that's awesome um guys go check it out uh i'm sure it's going to be a great thing um i miss it man i miss grundy i i'm a little bit bummed though that there is no huddle house oh i know that that was the that was the go-to place yeah man i think me and mike reif met there like at midnight one night um i was down there we we i mean where do you go at midnight to grab a late night snack and in, in taco bell maybe yeah, yeah, we we have a gas station now, <laughs> and that's a you know you get gas station food. <laughs> the answer is you don't meet at midnight and eat food because yeah, you know, it's time to grow up, right? Yeah. Um, but no, man, I, I I Grundy, if you guys have never been to Grundy, Virginia, I I encourage you guys to go check it out. Uh, it's a it's different, man. Uh, maybe it's not different for y'all, but it's different for us up here. Uh, they got like a three story Walmart famous three-story walmart yeah um it's absolutely has nothing good in it (laughs) (laughs) but it has three stories so there yeah yeah (laughs) and and uh the mountain mission school is down there Uh christ is down there man just a lot of really really good things and a lot of really good people who are um you know uh sharing jesus with their community and the area that they're in and brandon is one of those guys man brandon thanks so much for jumping on today i appreciate you giving me time i know you're busy and everything else but hopefully uh if i don't see you at the prayer clinic my plan is to see you at the end of the month in tennessee so yeah i'm looking forward to yeah definitely looking so. forward to and again <laughs> thank you for the opportunity micah to be Man, here. 
I'm praying for you, praying for your church, uh, praying for you and your wife. And man, God bless. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. God bless. All right, man. This has been a Behind the Micah podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you check us out next week. And remember, we're always striving to love God, love others, and serve both.